Hello everyone, how are you on this Resurrection Sunday? Yay! I love the, the story of Jesus. It's more than a story. It's part of my life and part of your life. And uh, we read in the Bible that uh, on Resurrection Sunday, the crucifixion was on the Friday, Saturday, third day, Sunday and and Mary and the other women are, are, arrive at the tomb. It's empty and and there's angels there and, and and all sorts of things. And the angels say to her, "Listen, listen to what it says. It says uh, in uh, Luke chapter twenty four six. They just say he is not here. He is risen. Yay! And all of heaven goes up and the angels go up and this room here goes up. Yeah, come on, yay! He is not in the tomb." He is not in the tomb today. His bones were never uh, in the tomb. Uh, he is not buried. He is not cremated. He is risen. He's risen God. And I just love that. I love the fact that our faith is, is all dependent upon Jesus crucified and risen from the dead. No other world leader, world teacher, world religious person, no one else rose from the dead except our Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, I believe in the resurrection. I believe because it says it in the Bible, and I believe it because of the impact in my own heart. And in just a moment, we're going to hear from someone sharing what, what resurrection power meant in their life. And growing up as a boy without my dad at home, I, I, I ended, ended up going into some very strange pursuits, pursuits into spiritual areas. I remember in the house, it was all the, the room was full of um, books on astrology and uh, numerology and tarot card reading and and that was just that's just the way I grew up in that sort of house and before long I was going into Nostradamus and other um, uh, middle-aged prophecies and and strange books and stranger books and I just ended up getting sadder and sadder and sadder and ended up in a place where I just didn't know what to do so I I tried to meditate tried to to find a way to get out of this maze of of spirituality and and darkness and it, it was it was when I was 19 years old I was a fireman and there was a big fire and I was protected and I looked up at heaven that night I didn't know Jesus but I looked up at heaven and said who are you that protected me tonight and it sent me on a pursuit my friends gave me a bible I read the bible and 6 months later I remember I met the risen Jesus Christ. I met a risen Savior. It wasn't teaching. It wasn't law. It wasn't religion. It was a person. And it was a person who had risen from the dead. And I'm just so excited to, to hear some other's testimonies right now. Let's go. I know Jesus is alive because He changed my life. I didn't know who I was. Um, I used to search around, you know, what is it that makes me who I am? I looked to people, media, and many other things, you know, what I, whatever I can find around me. But then because Jesus is resurrected, I was able to find who I truly am in Him and he, that He has a special plan for my life. So um, right now I'm able to uh, live a life uh, full of vision and hope. And one of my purpose is to share the good news with people. Wow. Oh, our lives are, are surrounded with the, the, the power of the resurrected Jesus. And I've been a pastor for 35 years. And all those years in, in countries like um, Thailand and the Philippines and Indonesia and Australia and Japan, I've seen people who've touched the resurrected Jesus Christ. That is our message. Friends, that is our message. Come on. He is risen. And I want to read to you some scriptures from the day that Jesus 
rose from the dead. On the day Jesus rose from the dead, he had a, a bit of a, a bit of a celebration, really. I, I, I want to use the word reveal. He revealed himself as risen Jesus. And it says in 1 Corinthians 15, this is Paul writing, I received what I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and then to the 12 disciples. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Jesus on resurrection day had a reveal, had a party, had a celebration. He had been crucified and the most sad and difficult moment of his life was Friday afternoon. But this is a new day. This is Easter Sunday. This is Resurrection Day. And he is having a reveal, first of all, to, to um, Mary, Mary Magdalene. And, and we're going to read that story in just a moment. Mary, I'm, I'm alive. And then to the other women and two men on the road to Emmaus and then to the disciples and then to James and, and to Peter and probably six or seven appearances in one day, including 500 people at one time. This is not a secret resurrection. This is not something done in the darkness. And it actually explains why nobody denied that something had happened. You, when you read the scriptures and you realize Jesus had just appeared to so many people that they couldn't say his body was taken away dead. Jesus was alive. So we're going to read the scripture and I want to talk about Mary. I want to talk about Thomas because as we talk about resurrection, I have spoken to some Christians through the years who feel guilty that they feel they haven't met the resurrected Jesus. And I'm going to give you some real hope today. In fact, if you're wondering, is there a resurrected Jesus? This message is also for you. So we're going to read here from the scriptures in the book of John. The, the rest of our scriptures, except one at the end, is from the gospel of John on the resurrection day. Are you ready? Here's where Jesus is going to appear to Mary, first of all, the first person that Jesus appeared to. It says in John 20, verse 10, Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she, she doesn't know what's happened to Jesus. There's an empty tomb there. She, As she wept, she bent over to look in the tomb. Again, I guess that means... And she saw two angels in white seated where, where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? Sounds an obvious reason why she's crying. They have taken away the Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. You see, she hasn't yet met resurrected Jesus. All she's got is an empty tomb. And she's saying, where is he? Who has done this? It's a pretty amazing point right here. Verse 14, at this she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize it was Jesus. Her, her heart and her mind were not connecting yet. She, she's not expecting to see a risen Jesus right here. And uh, verse 15, and he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking forward for? Thinking he was the gardener, there's a bit of humor here, right in the moment of resurrection, a bit of just, 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 just it's, it's an amazing scene. She's not expecting it's Jesus. She said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him 
and I will get him. Now, here's where it all changes. Jesus says one word. I love that because Jesus can say one word to you today and you can meet the risen, resurrected Jesus. Or if you're a Christian who is down and, and sad, you can, get res, you can get resurrection power from touching Jesus with one word because Jesus said to her, Mary. And when she heard the word Mary, the way Jesus said Mary, she knew it was Jesus. And when you hear God speak your name in a way you can understand and expect it, your heart will lift, your heart will rise, the, 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 the perspective will change and you'll know that the resurrection Jesus has touched you again. She said, Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic. That's her heart language. Rabboni, which means teacher. It actually means great one. And Jesus said, don't hold on to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers, as brothers and sisters, and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples. I reckon she was going as fast as her little legs would carry her. She's probably just a, a little lady and, and she's just running down the, the pathway. And, and with the news, I have seen the Lord. I can imagine her crying it out before she gets there. They hear this voice, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. And these disciples are in the house saying, what is that? Who is that? And, and they realize it's Mary's voice. And all of a sudden they realize that she's saying, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. And, and they're not expecting this either. And uh, she, told, she told them all these things that had happened, that, that had happened to her. It's, it's like this, this resurrection moment of sharing the good news. Friends, when we get touched by Jesus, we need to be able to tell people what Jesus has done for us. He's given me hope, given me a new life, new sight, new perspective, healing, um, deliverance, freedom, um, whatever it is that the resurrected Jesus does some amazing things. So let's read on about the, the 10 disciples because Mary arrives. Let's go on now to the next part of our story. So let's read on just a little bit now. Verse 19, on the evening of that first day of the week, that's a Sunday, when the disciples were together, the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, this is the first words Jesus speaks to these disciples. His first words are peace, shalom. There's that beautiful Hebrew word, shalom. It means peace, safety, healing, freedom, blessing, the whole lot. Is the first word out of resurrected Jesus' mouth is shalom, peace, blessing be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side. The, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. There it is again. Shalom, he says, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, Jesus, uh, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And that's when they, the Holy Spirit comes into their life. And and stays with them. And if, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. This is a great story. Of course, it's a great story. It's the resurrection day. It's the great reveal. I think Jesus is just having a party, a celebration, an amazing resurrection day. But let's read on because there was one disciple that missed out on this moment. His name was Thomas. Thomas was not there. How do we know? Let's read on. Verse 24. Now, Thomas also known as Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. And, and this is not a big deal. He was probably out getting some food or getting some Uber Eats or I don't know where he was. He, was, he just wasn't there. This is not a reflection of his character. He just wasn't physically there 
when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, that, I guess he comes back and they should have said, Thomas, you missed out. You should have been here. And um, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, this is Thomas now, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. This is a, this is a big statement. And it's a reason why through history he's been given the name Doubting Thomas. And I, I think that's a bit unfair, but this is where he says here, I will not believe. I'm a, I'm an, um, I, I don't believe unless I see. And it, it, it's sort of a high level thing for him to say, but I guess he just he just missed out, right? And he's disappointed and, and I, I wasn't here and why, why, wasn't, why, wasn't, why didn't Jesus appear to me? And I, I don't know what's going through his brain, but he, he's, he blurts out this stuff of unbelief and it's quite a big thing. Now, what it means is that Thomas missed the opportunity of seeing resurrected Jesus. And I want to say to you, I believe there are some believers out there listening to this and you might say, well, I think I've missed the power of the resurrection. Well, I've got some great news for you because there are a lot of people in the world that I have met that have been disappointed or or saddened because something did not happen as they expected. And and this is Thomas. Thomas is saying, I, I've got to see it myself. I've got to be touched by a resurrected Jesus myself. And you know what? God is not upset. In fact, if we look to our next thing, the next thing is one week later, Jesus comes to Thomas. And I love this story because it speaks to me about the grace of Jesus. The resurrected Jesus is not trying to judge us, friends. He's trying to lift us. He's trying to touch us. And so I've called this Thomas gets another moment of grace because it says here in John 20, 26, a week later, his disciples were in the house and Thomas was with them, though the doors were locked. This is like a, a re- repeat of the week earlier. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. See, it, Jesus is now replaying this for one disciple's sake, for Thomas, who felt he missed something, felt he missed the connection with the resurrected Jesus. And, and he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, put it in my side, stop doubting and believe. Now, I don't believe that this voice of Jesus is harsh and rebuking. I believe Jesus has done this just for Thomas because one of the disciples missed out on the resurrection touch. Friends, I don't know where your life is today. Maybe you feel you haven't had a touch from God. I want to pray later. I believe we can be touched. We can have another moment of touch, another moment of grace. I've lived my life believing in moments of grace. When people say to me they haven't been healed, I say, well, we can pray again without any sense of judgment, but just we can pray again, we can seek again, we can touch again, and the grace of God could be there for you today. And I want to speak also to some Christians who have lost their passion and fire that in another moment of grace, you could be touched afresh by the resurrected Jesus because His voice is not a rebuke, but it is an instruction. This is what you're to do, Thomas. You're to take that finger the finger that you said, I won't believe, and put that finger into my hands and into my side. And Thomas, the touch, you will know that there is a resurrected Jesus, that he is alive. I don't know what it means for you today, but I am excited by this scripture, that Jesus is a God of second, third chances, a God, you know, and and I've been a pastor, as I said, for 35 years. I've seen some Christians have really got down on themselves because they didn't receive something that other people said they should receive. 
I don't know about all that, but I know this. God could touch you on this resurrection day. I believe it with all my heart because I've got one last verse about or one last concept about Thomas. He is not doubting Thomas. You know, in the history of the world, when we read about him, um, or we, let's just finish out this, verse 28. Thomas said to him, to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Now, he believes right there. He, he is a believer. He is a believer. He is a receiver. He is a receiver of grace, of love, of peace, the Holy Spirit, power. And Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Well, that's us. We're living in a generation of not seeing physically the, the, the resurrected Jesus. He went up into heaven after this. But I want to tell you that something happened in Thomas's life that day. And although we don't have it in the scripture, that is the end of the story in John 20. It's a beautiful story, right? But you know what? There is a story of, of Thomas that he had a personal word from God that you are to go to India. Now we've got churches in India, Lifehouse. We've got some amazing churches through Southern India, a, a training college, and we've got Indian students all over the world. God loves India. And God sent Thomas. God's, Jesus spoke personally to, to, to Thomas. I don't know if it was a vision or a dream, but Jesus spoke to Thomas and said, go to India. And Thomas said, I can't. I'm a Jewish man and they are Indian people. But no sooner had Jesus said that, a man came in who was a, a Jewish person from India called Abanes. And he met Abanes that same moment. And Abanes said, would you come with me to Parthia or what's modern Pakistan? And for the next 40 years, Thomas was in Parthia, which we now called uh, Iran, Pakistan, Gujarat in India. And then at least 20 years in southern India, planting the gospel through a whole region of the world. This is Doubting Thomas now being called the Apostle to India. Isn't that an amazing story? So as I finish today, I've got two scriptures and I want you to know that, that this Holy Spirit resurrection power, and we're going to sing this song as we finish today, that resurrection power is here. Look at these scriptures in Romans chapter 8, verse 11 from the Passion Bible. It says, yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, He will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. And finally, Ephesians 1 verse 19, 20. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted Him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. Friends, friends, on this Resurrection Sunday, we're going to sing Resurrection Power. I want you to know that you have the resurrection power. If you know Jesus, He's forgiven you. His Holy Spirit is in you. Come on, let's sing this song in just a moment. But let me pray as we go out. Lord, I pray that people would receive you, would know you, would come back to you, that your resurrection power would touch people. And anyone reaching out to you now, that you would just make yourself real in their hearts. Forgive those who are reaching out to you for salvation. I pray for healing. I pray for your power in each of our lives as we celebrate with you this Easter 2021. Well, God bless you, everyone. Come on, let's sing this song together. Here we go.
powerful king When touched from your hand Chains are broken, dreams are woken There's nothing you can do When seed of belief When desperate heart Make a way, open heaven Our healer is here That resurrection power Is here, is here Bring dry bones back to life Right here, right here Oh death, where is your sting? Not here, not here Why Jesus conquered all
Maybe you'd like to know Jesus right now. I'm going to count to three. I'm just going to ask you to decide in your heart, would you like to receive Jesus' forgiveness and grace right now? You ready? One, God loves you. Two, would you open your heart? And three, would you receive Jesus right now? Lord, I pray you'd come into their hearts, forgive them, fill them with your love and grace and purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.